the dime. True players, let's go. This that true player shit. We gon' make it live with Big Dom. How they gon' knock true player shit? We gon' take it farther than beyond. This that true player shit. We gon' make it live with Big Dom. How they gon' knock true player shit? We gon' take it farther than beyond. We ain't holding no punches. True players, we live, homie. No frontin', always talk about something. So taking over, you know that the wait is over. That in your face commentary is firing the show up. We talk about sports, finance, and relationships. True players, we always playing the greatest hits. 1804, that mean Hades lit. Mother still the true players like baby kicks. A live podcast is hard. What's good, everybody? It's your man Big Duck up and live and at you another true players podcast episode on a happy, happy Father's Day. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to wish all the fathers out there happy Father's Day. Today's your day. We don't, you know, the fathers don't get enough um, representation, enough celebration for the hard work that they put in the, and for their part in the parenting process of raising a child. And all the father figures out there, all the god parent, godfathers out there, happy Father's Day to you as well. It's your man, Big Dom, hitting you guys up. Talking about today, um, yesterday I watched a very great, great um, game seven between the Nets and the Nets and excuse me, the Nets and the Bucks, and we saw the Nets get defeated by the Bucks in overtime. And you, you know what it is too. I, I feel bad for the Nets team because they they encountered injuries at the wrong time. They encountered injuries in the playoffs. Kyrie Irving goes down with the ankle injury. Um, James Harden had the uh, hamstring reoccurring injury that happened again in the playoffs, only to come back in Game Five of this series because he was needed. But let me tell you something, man. You got all props have to be given up to Kevin Durant for the courage that he showed, the the, the effort he put in. Um, he played every single minute the last three games, every single minute. The game six, um, game five, he played um, forty eight minutes. Game six, he played another forty eight minutes, and then game seven, he played fifty three minutes. That's a lot to put on a guy who 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 just came back from an Achilles injury. That's a lot. And he played very well in all three games. Um, I think the last shot he took, that was just fatigue. Um, yelling at him, like, yo, bro, we're done. <laughs> Unfortunately. He had the smaller um, Chris Middleton on him. Or was it Drew Holiday? One of, one of those. He had one of those guys on him. And he missed the um, fadeaway shot from close to three-point line. I guess I guess he was looking for the, the game-winning three-pointers at the time of the game. But you can't knock him if you try to go for the win because this game seven is one and done, so it doesn't even matter. You play another five more minutes, you never know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. So he didn't leave up. He didn't want to leave it up, leave it up the chance, and he tried to shoot that three pointer even though his foot was on the line. So if he had hit that shot, it would have been a two pointer, and, and that would have been the end of the series. I did have my 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 paperwork about my uh, the end result. Yeah, but the the Nets were eliminated. The score was one fifteen over one one fifteen and one eleven. Um, the Giannis played a hell of a game. Forty, he had forty points, fifteen twenty four shooting. He had to show up in this game, and I like how the the Brooklyn Nets fans was um heckling him at the um, free throw line, count count the um, amount of the amount of um, seconds he has to shoot the free throw. At first, it was bothering him, and I guess that gave him some motivation because he was hitting. He was starting to hit those free throws. So I hit those free throws. 
So those are Chris Middleton and um, Drew Holiday. Let me tell you something. Those guys struggled the first half. I always thought those two guys played well at home but didn't play well on the road. But these guys struggled in the first half. They came on strong in the second half, which enabled the Bucs to, to win the series. Um, Chris Middleton dropped 23 points. And Drew Holiday showed, came and dropped 13 points with eight assists. And honorable mention to Brooke Lopez. This was like his revenge game. Remember, Brooke Lopez was drafted by the uh, New Jersey, by the Brooklyn Nets. And he, you know, he wanted to win this game so badly. He, it, albeit, he almost cost them the game as well in, in regulation when he forgot that they had 2.1 seconds left to, in the clock. So he had to throw the ball at the, at the basket, you know. So the one thing I'm, I'm going to say about this, you know, Blake Griffin played a, a good game. He fouled out. Um, had 17 points. Um, Brown had 14 points. James Harden with his bad hamstring he scored 22 points. Um, dropped nine assists. Jeff Green played 13 minutes and didn't score any points. Let me tell you something. If you lose lose Kyrie Irving, these guys have to step up. Blake Griffin had to step up. Joe Harris, which was you know non-existent for the remainder of the series after um. Kyrie went down. He only scored 10 points, and he missed some wide-open shots in that game. That would help them. Um, he did not show up. This is the problem when you have, when you put put together a, um, a super team. You know, you take away from the you take away from guys who could um, who could hit clutch shots. You take away from guys who play some defense. A, it was a lot of um, like Charles Barkley said during the um, post game after the game, said there's too many guys who who want to score and not enough guys play defense. I'm just summarizing. That's not exactly what he said, but in order to win the championship, we got to know how to play some defense. Not going to outscore everybody. So that's why the Nets are going home. The Nets are going home because of the injuries are definitely because I feel if they had Kyrie Irving full strength, they would have went on to face the winner of the um, Sixers and the Hawks. But, you know, New York, we were looking forward for a team to go deep in the playoffs. We knew the Knicks wasn't going to go deep, but we didn't expect the Knicks to be eliminated as early as they got eliminated. But I'm going to talk about them a little bit later in the podcast. But, like I said, the one thing I, I, I'm not a big fan of with Kevin Durant at the pro the post game, he just he just seems too sensitive to me for me sometimes. But that's the you know that's just him. You know that he uses that as motivation to play as well he as he plays. He is he is a great great player. I wish he played for the Knicks. But keep in mind one thing, Nets fans, you only have a two two year window here, and your window one year window is closed. Now you got one more year. What is this team going to do to get back to the NBA Finals? I mean, to get back to the playoffs and then go to the NBA Finals and win it. Because out West, you know, LeBron's coming back with a vengeance. You know, the, the Clippers are still there. The Golden State Warriors are still going to come are gonna come back. And Utah is about to come back. And we don't know what's going to happen with Phoenix because it all depends where Chris Paul goes after the season which I'm going to talk about that a little later. But uh, that's all I can say about the New York, the, the, I mean, the, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, like I said, we were we were, for, we were looking forward for them for a deep run, a possible championship run. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw some shade at your Brooklyn Nets fans. It's still a New York Knicks city. <laughs> still a New York Knicks city. Remember that. So as we proceed 
you know. And also, you know, this 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 series may have saved Bulldozer's job for at least a few seconds. It's up to Milwaukee to um, they got they got to win the championship in order to keep Bulldozer's job. They got to win the championship. I don't think going to the, to the conference finals is going to enough be enough to keep Mike Bulldozer's job. So they have, they have to keep it going. They're on a hot streak. Um, I just wish that um, Giannis has more moves in the post to score. Um, Chris Middleton and um, Brooke Lopez got to play well. Um, Drew Holiday has to play well on the road. They all got to pl- play well on the road. And key, uh, Brooke Lopez had a big block in the in the fourth quarter as well. So, you know, we expect more of the same going to the going into the um, Eastern Conference Finals. Excuse me. Whoever they face, if they face Atlanta, they could go, but. Don't sleep on anybody saying that the Sixers is going to be Sixers and Bucks. Don't sleep on Atlanta. I watched these guys play against the Knicks. I watched these guys play in Philadelphia, come back twice from double-digit leads. In game game four, they came back from 18 down. Game five, they came back from down 26. You know, these guys are not these guys are not pushovers. Not they're nothing to play with, and. The Sixers got to be on the be on the ball. As I'm going right into the preview of the, of the game seven tonight, you know, Joel Embiid is playing with a a, a, a torn patella tendon in his knee, and he's giving it all he got. The problem I'm having with the 76ers, which should be a it should be a, should have been a smooth series for them, is Tobias Harris not playing up to his potential. Ben Simmons doesn't look like he could be the second star next to Embiid, and it showed that through the series. And um, those are those are two main guys, you know, two main guys. And be um, Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. You you guys got to score. Otherwise, this team's gonna get broken up. Doc Rivers. They talking about they want to fire Doc Rivers already after one year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Philadelphia because Philadelphia's like my second home. I got family down in Philly, so I, I root for them a lot when my Knicks are not playing. Well, you know, I don't. I don't root for. I'll never root for the Phillies. Don't get it twisted. I root for the 76ers sometimes. But Doc got a got a coach better. Seth Curry's playing a hell of a series. Hell of a series. He look like um, Steph Curry light <laughs> over there. But Seth is playing a hell of a series. Is this him and Embiid really keeping the Sixers in the, in the playoffs? And the Sixers are deep. They have more talent. They have Tobias. Like I said, they have Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons can't freaking shoot. He can't even shoot free throws. You know? They got to get it going. Otherwise, they're going to be going home. And that will be a, a complete failure. And I, and I, and I can see, I can see um, Philly right right. Doing a go get into a ride because of this. I can see it. So guys, step up and do your thing. But like I said, don't sleep at Atlanta. Don't sleep at Clint Capella, who's been there, who's been deep in the playoffs. Don't sleep on Trey Young. He became a superstar at Madison Square Garden on game five. When he took hit that that nail in the coffin three-pointer and bowed to the Madison Square Garden crowd and said, I have arrived. This boy ain't going nowhere. So you can snap on his ball head, ball head, um, coolie hair, whatever you want to snap on him for. This guy is a superstar. 
on a team that's growing in the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Atlanta Hawks, my bad. Oops. <laughs> I'm thinking about football already, guys. You see that shit? And I didn't even get a, I didn't get a chance to touch on baseball yet, but base, baseball will be touched on another episode, possibly during the uh, three-anniversary podcast of um, True Players. Um, I didn't mention it. We're gonna, we were supposed to be for June 27th in the studio, but we're going to move to July 3rd because Joey Cheat will be live in studio along with me doing the podcast. So it's big news about that. And also, let me let me just preview the um, Clippers and Suns Western Conference Finals, which will be played today. Game one. I'm not sure if Chris Paul is able is going to be playing in this game. I, I could assume that he won't be back until Game four if the uh, COVID protocols um, have not been met. Chris Paul has been vaccinated and he contracted COVID nineteen. And this is this is Phoenix Phoenix's shot. This is both teams' shot to win a championship. Um, whoever comes out of here has an opportunity to win to win it to win the chip. And it's big things. What what caused Clips to come back and 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 get to the for their to their first conference finals in their team history was the play of Paul George PG thirteen coming back. He looked like Paul George from Indiana. He looked like Paul George of Indiana when he was carrying that team to the East Conference Finals. Marcus Morris Sr., who was a Nick last year before he was traded, also did great contributions. Reggie Jackson, contributions from there. Patrick Beverly also with also with contributions as well with the defensive side of the ball. And don't you can't sleep on Nicholas Batum there with, with, with his great defense and things like that. He also contributed mildly. Both offensively and defensively, keeping the flow of the offense going for the um, for the Clippers while Kawhi is out with uh, nursing a, a, a hurt knee. They assume it's um, ACL, but they they're not sure. No, for sh- they're not. They don't know for sure. I say just get the MRI done and just kill the suspense. If that's the case, just kill the suspense and just go. Just get it. You know what I'm saying? No excuses here. You don't hear the you don't hear the Nets making excuses because they lost one of their players due to the injury. So. You know, let's get it going. I can't wait to see. I can't wait how the series gonna play. I, I can't wait to see how Devin Booker's gonna be looking. Um, Chris Paul. Oh man, I wish he was on the Knicks. He could be next year, but I wish he was on the Knicks, man. Because this guy, when he's healthy, when he's playing, when he's balling the way he's balling, he you know he makes some big shots, makes some big plays in the fourth quarter. He hits he hits daggers. He he just rips a soul from your heart each time. He has an opportunity to he's gonna rip. He's a, he's a killer out there, man. I hope he comes back and able to play in the series. That's gonna be kind of crazy. They un, unable to play, you know, in the series versus the Clippers. But worst case scenario, he could be back. According to the protocols, he was. I believe he was on COVID. Um, COVID test positive COVID. I believe a few days ago. So another ten days. And, and and a few positive, a, a few negative tests comes in. I'm assuming he could be back game three or game four. So the Phoenix Suns got a lot to a lot to work to do until game three or game four to keep him in the series. And Chris Paul will be back on the floor helping his team go into an NBA Finals 
he hasn't been to an NBA Finals. He's been to a few conference finals. He's been to a conference finals with um, Houston with that heartbreak loss to the Golden State Warriors when he had hurt his hamstring in that series a few years back. So, like I said, it's going to be something to – I feel it's going to have a good series. If I, if I have my prediction right now, you know, Suns versus Clippers, I say Clippers in seven. Clippers in seven. And I can't really predict the Eastern Conference Finals because the win has not been um, set yet. But I believe if if the if the if the Hawks make it to the Conference Finals, the Bucks will win in, in five. No five. No 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 six. They win in six. Now if the 76ers make it to the East Conference Finals, I predict a seven game a full seven game series. Which right now I, I can't even say who's going to win that series. Am I, I'm just going to toss it up in the air right now. It's a toss up for me. It all depends on health. And the health, the healthy, the healthier, the healthiest team right now in the playoffs is the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they're the they're the healthier team in the playoffs right now. And a lot of people, a lot of fans talking about um, the short the short rest between the seasons. This, that, and the other. I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm not going to make excuses for these guys as far as, you know, didn't have enough rest during the offseason. I'm not going to make that excuse. Because a lot of guys already already have, already play on load management anyway. So let's, let's throw that right out the window. Okay? Let's not make excuses. They get paid a lot of money to play the game. Uh, to play the game that they love. So if they're not, if they're able to get, if they get hurt, that's just the name of the game. Injuries do happen no matter if you get the full three months off of the offseason, or you get a month and a half off in the offseason. Injuries will happen no matter what. So to the trainers to, 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 to do a better job of stretching these guys out, stretching out their muscles, um, doing more um, toning, weightlifting instead of trying to weightlift to get bigger. You know, there's a lot of, lot of changes that, that should be made in regards to that. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I'm going to say about that. I will keep you guys informed during the playoffs during the rest of the playoffs because now we're down to by the by the end of today we would be down to four teams which would be easier for me to do a podcast on four teams <laughs> consider consider my busy schedule so now we're gonna talk about the New York Knicks you know the Nick Knicks um people are gonna ask me why I'm talking about the Knicks when the in East Eastern Conference Finals Knicks are my team that's all we're gonna talk about and this is my show the Knicks lost on June second to the Hawks Clint Capella said he was going to send him home, and he sent him home. Um, a lot of things that I've seen in that game that kind of bothered me a little bit, and um, I mentioned it on a previous on a previous podcast, but I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to post yet. I will post that podcast as well, along with this. But Julius Randle still has some growing to do, growing to good growing to do. Yes, he's the most improved player, but now he has to improve to the point that he has to make his teams better. When he's not playing his best best basketball, and that's going to be the, the ultimate step of becoming a superstar, is he able to do that? I don't know, and I'm not sure. Let's give him some time. You know what I'm saying? They were sent home. They try to pull the bully, bully tactics with the Hawks and stuff, and it didn't work. Let's just go back to the drawing board and see what happens from there. You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen with the New York Knicks roster? Derek Rose is a free agent. Tyler Gibson is a free agent. Frank Lakina is a free agent. Alec Burks is a free agent. Um, Reggie Bullock is a free agent. They got a lot of free agents on that team. 
So what does the roster look like going to look like next year? One of the most important thing is, and um, in my estimation, even though I, I was not a fan of him coming to the team, coming back to the team in the first place, the number one priority for me as an as a Nick fan, as a um, guy who, you know, if I was in the, in the organization, I would have to shoot for trying to resign Derrick Rose. Excuse me. Yeah, resign Derrick Rose. See, see, if, get that done. Get that locked down first before you get your starting point guard, because you're gonna need him to lead the um the second unit. Um, and number two is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna extend Randall this year. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna extend him next year. There's a few free agents I feel that you have to look into. Um before you commit to Randall. You still have the birds right. You're gonna have the birds rights birds rights with them. So you'll be able to go to salary, go over the salary cap once you resign when you when you resign them. So you can wait another year and see how he does, see what improvements he makes after this season. You, you feel me? So let's see what happens. The one thing I was very upset about with RJ Barrett, he he did not play well in this series. He played like a second year player. But when you're a lottery pick in a draft in my opinion, you should demand the ball in your hands. Don't be afraid to demand the ball. They draft you number three for a reason. They draft you number three to be that superstar of that team. So when when Julius Randle is struggling, your job as a second option is to get the ball and try to score or make your teammates better. That's where I think R.J. Barrett needs to um, step up um, rise to the occasion and become that player. Because whoever they bring in as a point guard, there's a lot of point guards they can bring in. Uh, Kemba Walker just got traded to OKC, and OKC is trying to unload him again. That could be a possibility for the Knicks. I don't like it only because of the contract and the injury history with Kemba Walker with his knees, but let me tell you something. He's a New Yorker. He comes back to New York. He'll probably be rejuvenated and, and act like his knee never hurt in the first place. You know, I'm hoping if that happen, if they do make that trade for him, I hope that happens. You know, you got you got some sleeper, you got some sleeper point guards out there. You got um Kyle Lowry, you got Lonzo Ball, who I think the Knicks should go as a younger option. He's the youngest out of everybody. You got Chris Paul who opted out, who's who could be available. Um who else? Spencer Dinwiddie. That's my dark horse right there, man. If I'm on the if I'm on, if I'm the Knicks, I'm on a low to try to sign him from the Nets coming off an AC injury. Then the Brooklyn Nets missed that man right there. He's a closer as well. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping the Knicks could get in there and get into contracts with Spencer Dinwiddie to um, to sign him. He's a good he's a combo guard. He can play the one and the two, which which is beneficial to this Knicks team with versatility. Um. The Knicks, in my opinion, can only resign either Burks or Bullock. They cannot cannot resign both. Can't resign both. And I'm up in the air with Frank Nilakina. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's probably I like Nilakina as a player for this team right now. But if you if you ask me a few years ago when that draft happened between him, when he, when he got drafted at high as he got drafted by, at, and you had Donovan Mitchell still sitting there, you see what Donovan Mitchell did. Game seven, dropped nearly 40 points on a bad hammy. Oh, no, not a bad hammy, a bad ankle. 
on a bad ankle. That's the type of player the Knicks could have had on this team right now. But Phil Jackson, good old Phil, fucked that up too. Shout out to Phil Jackson. See the Knicks back five years. <laughs> Shit, man. Listen, and as far as big men goes, as Kelly Olinick is available. Um, Mitchell Robinson needs to stay on the floor. That's a big thing. I think the the Nick, the, I believe the Knicks missed his presence as far as shot blocking. Nerlens Noel did a great job filling in for him, but there was points that he was just tired and and it's pretty much the the um, Atlanta Hawks playing five against four because they they weren't trying to double Nerlens Noel. They weren't they weren't they kept on doubling Julius Randle and that Julius, Julius Randle was not going to pass Nerlens Noel. So that's a big thing. You know, they miss um, Mitch Robinson's off a little, little bit of offense. Who could, he's a better finisher at the basket than Nerlens Noel and a better rebounder, defensive rebounder, shot blocker, all that fun stuff, you know? So this is, this is um, a big, big off season for the Knicks. And I, I need Tom Thibodeau to grow as a coach too. You'll be like, why? He's a two top coach of the year. You know when I say why? Because he needs better offensive sets. Let's cut down on ISO ball and focus on some offensive sets that matches his defensive sets as well. That's all I'm asking. Even you, you may get to get in some old Pete Carrill offense, five spot offense from Princeton or whatever. Just do that. Get someone who could run that shit. Hell, hell if you, you find somebody who could run a triangle offense. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With the team that they have right now with Randall and who likes to have the ball in his hands and at the, at the high elbow since he likes to shoot threes and not be in the post. You know, that that's a, that's office that could fit um Julius Randall. You know? Free up some offensive rebound opportunities for um the other players. So on that note, man, I'm I'm, I'm before I before I end this podcast, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna talk about a little bit about hockey. I don't usually don't talk about hockey on the podcast because I'm, I'm not a fan of hockey. But I got to represent for the New York Islanders, who are officially the last New York team in the playoffs. I give a big shout out to them. They they won a close game against the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning last night, off a game saving goal saving by the defenseman, in which the goalie stepped out further out from the goalie's post. And the defense came right behind him and blocked that shot, kept the win, 3-2 to two in Anas Coliseum. You know what I'm saying? Tied the series 2-2. Two, two. They're going back to Tampa for game five. Let's see what happens. Let's go Islanders. Let's get to the Stanley Cup finals and and, and win that shit, you know, first time in the 80s. I want I want, I want Uniondale. I'm from Uniondale, so I want Uniondale to be rocking if and when they win that Stanley Cup because that's going to be the last time the Islanders will be playing at the Coliseum before they go to um, Belmont. Like I said, that whole situation right there is all about politics. They should have stayed at the National Coliseum to, to provide. Um, it's just magical to be in that Coliseum, though. From what I watched from this from the from TV screen, what I've watched from you know highlights and stuff like that, it's just magical to be out there in that's in that in that in that barn in that in that coliseum and i don't think you're gonna find that find the same type of atmosphere in in the belmont 
So that's my opinion. So, like I said, series tied two to Islanders versus um, Tampa Bay Lightning, two two game five. Stay tuned for the games today. Game one, Phoenix, three thirty p.m. on ABC, and then the Sixers and the Hawks, eight thirty tonight on TNT. I cannot wait to watch those games, even though I'm gonna be at work on my weekend off. But you know, that's okay though. I'm not gonna make any comments about that. Sacrifice need to be made because I'm gonna be on vacay starting next weekend. So I can't wait for that. <clears throat> so I ask everybody, you know, you know, great health. My birthday's coming up in about exactly nine days, guys. Nine days. And the true place podcast birthday is seven days away. You know what I'm saying? But like I said. True Place Podcast, third three-year anniversary, three-year birthday will be on July 3rd. I will definitely let you guys know the time. I'll post it on Facebook. I'll post it on YouTube. I'll post it on Instagram. If you guys have all my all my information on Instagram, the search for True Place Podcast, T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z Podcast. And the same thing goes for YouTube, and the same thing goes, uh, except for Facebook, is True Players Dom. So it's T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z-D-O-M on Facebook. Like the page. Um, subscribe to my channel. You know what I'm saying? Um, big things about to happen. Going on to the, our third, uh, that be your fourth season of True Players Podcast. Um, so I'm excited about that. Hope to have some guests there. Joey G, of course, Prophecy, Black Rose. I hope to have my other guests that have been on the show previously to join us as well, whether it be in studio or be from their computer at home. Whichever, whichever works, we're going to make it happen. We're going to have a great time. And um, like I said, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. And also, you can also view the video version on YouTube. T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z podcast. Search for that on YouTube and also subscribe to my page. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to sign off on this podcast. It's your man, Big Dom. Sign off on this podcast. I'll highlight you guys soon. Peace. About everything live from the light to the heavy things live on podcast. We gon' help your time pass. We well connected, way better than Comcast. No cap, why? Cause we stay woke and our podcast is fire straight smoke. So play close attention, cause we ain't the most. Shout out to Sheik J, the Kisses Styles, be the ghost. No matter the topic, we poppin'. We talk politics and relationship problems. Live for the people, it's a podcast sequel. Gridlock, Black Rose. It's just a preview. 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 Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Then bring it down hard. Day. What are you doing? Dance off, bro. Dance off.